0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Putvey, and I'm joined by a very special guest. His first appearance since he had to step away, Matt Bedard, a.k.a. Scotian Canadian. Welcome to the show.
1: What's going on, Blaine? How are you, man?
0: Oh, you know, just living the dream. I'm, I'm so happy that you're yeah. able to come on. Uh, I know I know you stepped away for family reasons, but that doesn't mean you can't come on and shoot the shit with us.
1: Yeah exactly and I appreciate you uh shoot me the message and giving me this opportunity.
0: Well, you know, we just miss you that much.
1: <laughs> yeah. <I'm sure. laughs> um
0: now Treg and Matt both couldn't make it so they send their best but uh Matt is uh he's in Kuwait and uh doing an uh, uh, an overseas operation and Treg is in Montreal doing a course so he's unavailable so
1: it's just me and you. Sweet. Right on. We'll get to chat with you, man.
0: Yeah. Unlike them, I'm dedicated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I get paid more and I get to stay home. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so, exactly.
1: <laughs> so back. for
0: today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs, the draft, and uh some rumors so i think you mentioned you wanted to start with the playoffs let's start there so we're in the second round uh oilers fl- uh, flames are on the go the battle of alberta battle of florida is over and done with we can still talk about that a little bit um but uh, yeah, we may as well start there we'll start with the sweep so Tampa, yeah, florida I mean-
1: Geez, dude, like it's, uh, you know, I'm looking like a bit of an idiot, uh, you know, after this, you know, first half of the second round, I figured Florida would would get it done because they look so good through the regular season. But it's just funny how these trends just happen to continue. Like the Leafs getting bounced again in the first round. You know, Florida managed to get past the first round, but then they just get bounced immediately to Tampa. Because I guess even without Braden Point, Tampa's that good. Vasilevsky's that good. Like, it's, uh, we're witnessing uh, literally a dynasty. Like, I, I'm, you know, spoiler alert, but it almost feels like they're going to just do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. If they, if they win another cup, you have to call them a dynasty. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Toronto losing in the first round. I mean, I'm not that surprised, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's their MO. Uh, but with Florida, I expected a little bit more. Yeah. But I did expect Tampa yeah. to win. I just didn't expect it to be a sweep. Right.
1: Yeah, just domination from start to finish. I mean, I, yeah, they just took it to them. I don't, I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, the, Kucherov was on fire. Stamkos did his thing. Hedman back there, and and again McDonough, the unsung hero of the Tampa Bay Lightning the last few years, yeah. all his uh you know his hockey IQ and defensive ability. So and Vasilevsky getting the shutouts and in series clinching games, that's an unreal uh, statistic. I can't believe that.
0: 10 and know. it's I yeah no, it's it's something else. But you can tell right off the Tampa has a different level. They're able to play that playoff style, whereas Florida you can tell they're not quite as experienced with it and just didn't know how to handle that, that pressure. And those little things that lead to you winning the game, Tampa has it down pat. It's a system for them now. Whereas Florida still didn't quite have it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like Tampa has the extreme confidence in knowing that it'll work for them. So they just buy in and they all accept their roles and they just, They do it. I mean, if we see Pat Maroon (laughs) in like in a cup final again, and winning a cup again, what would that be? The fourth one in a row for him? Like, Oh my God. But hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, the avalanche, maybe will be able to stop this team. Hopefully.
0: (laughs) Well, the abs are my pick for the cup this year.
1: Yeah. Mine too. I think.
0: Be nice to see Nate McKinnon, bring it back to Halifax for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, you know, pass the torch in a way, maybe a little yeah. bit. Have have him do his part?
0: Yeah. <laughs> him and Sid in a, in a float going by.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, uh, you know, Nate looks good. Uh, Kale McCarr looks incredible. Uh, I was watching a game there the other night and Kale, like, obviously we're seeing what McDavid's doing. Uh, and well, I'm sure we'll talk about that too, but Kale, does it on the on the the defensive side of the puck as well he you know how sometimes there's um you know there'll be a play where you, you, your defenseman will recover the puck in the defensive zone just like and they kind of back it up a bit just to you know reset you know what i mean like they're skating backwards they might go d to d whatever well colorado's about to do that kill mccarr has the puck he fumbles it makes a like mistake almost gives up a breakaway but then he then he recovers the puck turns around on his edges goes up the wing and then around the net and then makes just this amazing play and all they almost scored a goal that started originally because he fucked up and fumbled the puck like it's like <laughs> I just he's fun to watch man but all that being said Nazem Qadri I'm sitting here cheering him on you know Especially because the Leafs gave him away for like almost nothing one year, Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot. I guess it's been a nice depth player for the Leafs, but I mean, the Avs got a second line C, you know, at a, in that trade, and, and for the long term too. And he's lighting it up right now for the Avalanche, um, just sticking it to the you know awful portion of that Blues fan base that you know has been sending the DMs and all that stuff, uh, just abhorrent behavior but you love to see it. He's an incredible player. He's a guy I think you win with in the playoffs and it just didn't work out with the Leafs, but you know, you know, it's, it's all, all, all said and done now it might've been better to maybe keep him and not sign JT, but I guess that's a whole other thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's uh that's cap management right there. And Colorado is doing it well. I mean, uh, Sackick has put this team together and it's taken some time, but Holy cow, they look, they look impressive. Like Kale McCarr, like you mentioned, it's all these simple little things that he does when he's going in to go pick up that puck. Normally, he doesn't fuck up. Normally, he does, does a quick shoulder check just before picking up the puck. And the puck has gone up the ice within seconds. Like within mm. a second. It's like as soon as it's on a stick, he already yeah. knows where to put it. He knows if he can carry it up ice and he has the lane he wants just with a quick shoulder check. Like that's,
1: yeah.
0: that is a skill that, few people possess
1: yeah and as a defenseman if you're doing the things that he's doing you got to have that complete awareness at all times or else you're going to make those mistakes i just when i saw that sequence i was like i couldn't imagine being the guy you know pressuring the opposition pressuring and forechecking who all of a sudden thinks he's going to get a breakaway but then kale still beats him one-on-one spins and he's up the end of the ice it's like oh just that'd be so frustrated. same thing with mcdavid it's like you see him do these like unbelievable quick moves around people between his legs and you know a little deflection you know to the other open ice or whatever to himself and uh the defensemen are just like what what am I supposed to do like yeah. I can't there's nothing I can do
0: <laughs> you see yeah and he's he's on his almost on his own but with with Colorado you got Nate McKinnon and Landeskog and Kadri and I I'm I'm with you on on that i want to see Kadri win that series i mean the game he played against the blues after all the racist bullshit that got thrown at yeah. him where he just slammed it in their face with a hat trick was just absolute yeah. perfection
1: yeah
0: and what what irks me the <laughs> most is i mean i've been to st louis i got friends down there uh friends who are blues fans they're really good people but then you have these morons that drag them down And the team is not doing themselves any favors either because today is Wednesday, the 25th. It's been almost two days since all this stuff started and they still have not released even a, we don't want you guys to say racist shit for us. Like nothing, no comments, nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame and it's unfortunate. Like I I wouldn't want that to paint all blues fans. I'm sure that fan base is, you know, a lovely group of people. I know a few myself and they're great, obviously not racist, but like, you know, it's unfortunate that these people exist and and they, I guess, need entertainment too. And they end up being fans of sports teams and then doing – I couldn't imagine just, like, having the time on my hands or the hate in my heart to, like, start messaging people's families saying ridiculous, hateful shit. Like, it just – it's so absurd. Like, the, I just – I can't believe it, but again, good to see Cadre stick it to, stick it to them. He made the what was it the Are You Entertained symbol or whatever on the oh, first yeah. goal, then the hat throw on the third goal. So it was, <laughs> and then David Perrin almost took him out with an elbow, and Cadre dodged it like yeah before he celebrated. That was so greasy, man. Imagine if he hit that. Imagine if Perrin smoked him right after the goal. Oh, That would have been some Mark Shifley type Jake Evans stuff, you know, probably would have seen a suspension and what whatever, but it would
0: yeah. have been dirtier than Shifley.
1: Yeah. But again, like I love seeing Andre getting these players heads and playing the way he's playing and right on the line, not getting suspended, you know, not taking penalties. So it's, it's good to see. Yeah.
0: And I, I, I understand the blues players being pissed off at him because he ran into Bennington now. Right. Yeah. In yeah, my it, was opinion, that. yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't really on purpose. You you watch the play and he's going for a loose puck with an open net. It's it's right yeah. there. So yeah. I mean, I would have done the same thing. It's unfortunate yeah. that he ran into Bennington, but I mean, we've seen similar plays happen with the Canadians yeah. and they're just they're just plays.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we're told as fans, as as Habs fans, you know, it was just a hockey play. So it's the same deal. And uh, yeah, Bennington as much as I like the guy is in terms of his ability to tend the net and how it's good to see him kind of rebounding in the playoffs. Right. He was, he didn't have the greatest season. Hasso took his place and he was on a roll in the playoffs, but the guy's a bit of a clown. (laughs) Like he's a bit of a, like, and I do like that to an extent too, but like the whole throwing a water bottle at Kadri in the end, like it's just childish stuff, man. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, that kind of right there, that one action told me that the abs were winning that series. Cause if, if he's in their head to that point, they're too distracted to really put up too much of a fight. And I, with Colorado, you have to be focused to beat these guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's game five tonight. Right. So that it's good opportunity for them to close it so hopefully they do that'd be nice and we'd see uh potentially if the oilers keep doing what they're doing maybe we'll see mcdavid versus mckinnon oh man final series in the west
0: that would be horrible horrible to watch mckinnon and mcdavid in a a conference final (laughs) oh Oh yeah. my God, the ratings just, are
1: going to go. Just sh- slow, One three one boring trap hockey. Oh, it's yeah. terrible.
0: <laughs> Makes you wish yeah. for the Kill days McCarr of the 1990s.
1: Leafs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of the Oilers, though, Evander Kane, that's another one. He's like on the way to setting goal scoring records, I think, in this playoffs, isn't he? Yeah. He's got 12, I think, now. 12 so yeah. far. Yeah, and I think I saw something today about um, – uh, Crosby and Ovi o- are the only two in the last 10 years or something to score 15 in an uh, entire playoffs. So he's like three away and they're only in the second round. So if he stays hot, like that's, he's going to cash in, I think in uh free agency, maybe help them win a cup too. We'll see.
0: Yeah. That to me, that's the motivation for him. He went, he went into Edmonton on a cheap deal, a show me deal. And he's, he's playing for, that big money contract that he had to give up when he stupidly made poor decisions that caused yeah. him to lose his contract.
1: Yeah. There's been quite the, there was, we, we saw the chirps from uh, was a Kachuk said, yeah. you need some money. There was that one. And then yeah. I saw a clip of a fan. Did you see the clip of the fan behind the bench, the Calgary That's- fan? He like dropped five, he like dropped five bucks onto the bench and he was like, get yourself a coffee after the game. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta love it, but karma's coming around because the oil took over that series. Like I'm shocked that the Flames are struggling this badly.
0: Yeah, they're a much better team than they've been showing. I mean, Markstrom has been playing like a beer league goalie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as much as I credit, like normally I'm the type of guy to go like, you know, even on a nice snipe, and you you'll hear people say, Oh, you know, um, Markstrom should have had that or whatever, but I'll I'll always say, you know, credit to the shooter. These these are NHL shooters, but Kane scored one last game that was like, it was a nice snipe, I guess, but it was a flutter puck. I don't know if Markstrom read it wrong. It was a weird, a weird one. It's like, man, you don't see him let goals like that. And often like, I'll give him the McDavid magic, you know, goals against where it's just the guys flying around, passing the puck through, you know, legs and sticks, but yeah, it's, it's definitely weird seeing Calgary uh, do this, but Daryl Sutter has been calm the whole time. We'll have to wait and see, you know, closing out a series is tough. And I think the oils, the oil have, have blew a few, so we'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think Calgary is really out of it. They're, they're down three, yeah. one, but they could win. I mean, they, they just kind of look tired. So it's almost as if yeah. Sutter has been really pushing them up. And they they're they're out of gas.
1: Yeah, chasing chasing Connor and Leon around the ice. <laughs> well, they, should do save, it
0: they should save all their energy and stay in their own zone to cover yeah. McDavid and just shoot the puck up ice. I mean, it worked worked against yep. uh, Smith in that last goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of Mike Smith, like he lets that one in, right? I was I I went to look at the stats today, and I figured. You know he'd be rocking and maybe a 9:15 at the best. He's got a 9:30 save percentage right now. Mike Smith in the playoffs, like that's yeah. he's doing well somehow. He's got a, a it's a 260 goals against and a 9:30 save percentage. I, I don't know how you do that other than I guess get peppered with shots.
0: And that's exactly what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good for him because he's usually uh, you never know what you're gonna get, right?
0: Yeah, and that's why you really the uh, the Oilers really need to close this out tonight to get it done and over with. Because if they let Calgary back into the series, uh, things are going to start to go downhill for uh, for Smith, especially because Calgary is they're an incessant pest team, and they'll yeah. be right in his face.
1: Yeah, and you know, yeah, I agree. And 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 the oil are probably going to want smith getting some rest before facing potentially colorado right so because that's well, gonna be, to, he's gonna be busy
0: <laughs> yeah not to mention dry sidle with his with his ankle injury i mean he's oh, he's doing yeah, that too. he's doing well with the points but you can tell when he's trying to change direction it's not quite that good
1: yeah no no so yeah it's been a really good playoff so like i've been thoroughly entertained I last year for the Habs run I was so busy with like watching Habs games then doing research then filming then editing then marketing blah blah blah. I literally didn't get to see any other hockey except for the Habs games so this year I've just been watching it all just back to how I used to right and it's been like so good such good hockey it'd be nice to see a few less gambling ads for one you know but other than that it's great yeah
0: uh you know it'd be nice every now and then to watch some hockey instead of gambling ads
1: yeah it's like every like literally before and after commercial breaks during commercials because there's commercials for betting stuff and then there's like during the intermission like during the broadcast it's like it's constant constant anyway i don't want to harp on that too much but it's so fun it's just so gross man
0: yeah uh Speaking of gross, the final series that we haven't talked about yet, Carolina and New York. I mean, it's the forgotten series, basically. Yeah. It's um, I've been watching a little bit of it and every now and then there's some really good plays, but for the most part, it's just, it's not that entertaining.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no, that's the one that didn't have any storylines. Right. Well, I guess D'Angelo former, former ranger there was that um Reeves been in, in his kitchen yeah yeah that'd be I'm sure that'd be a you know a fair fight you know an even fight <laughs> I don't know uh yeah. Reeves would pummel him but um yeah no it's uh Max Domi's looking good so you know good for Carolina I guess it's hard to watch them do so well I definitely don't want to see you know them win a cup with Domi and KK on the roster. That's my own bias speaking there, but uh, they are an incredibly good team. Jacob Slavin should be getting his flowers for as you know one of the best defensive shutdown D in the league. The league, so um, you know, and they've got the stars too. They got the star power, and and uh, yeah, so
0: yeah, a little bit. It's just the way they they've been playing. I mean, for the most part, it's it's effective, but. <sighs> how effective it's it's just a basic dump and chase system for the most part so I don't know maybe as if Fox and and the other defensemen that they have Truba especially who's been a freaking monster in that series yeah if they can recover those pucks quickly that completely eliminates Carolina's threat yeah so I don't know they're gonna have to come up with something better because they can't win on the road
1: yeah. 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 I don't know who to cheer for in that series. Cause we've had uh, some hard fought series losses to both of those teams. So um, yeah, that's, that's a tough one for me. I guess, I guess maybe the Rangers just because of the recent, you know, rivalry stuff with Carolina, but I think regardless, whoever gets out of that series is going to get flattened by Tampa, probably even swept to be honest. They're just so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Tampa's definitely the favorite no matter who wins that series. Yeah. So, uh, mm. that one's probably going to be short. A Colorado Edmonton series, if it goes six or seven, would be epic. Yeah. At least that'd be entertaining. Um, So, yeah, no, there's still some pretty good hockey left to be watched.
1: Oh, yeah, big time, big time. I'm loving all of it. I just, uh, yeah. It's less gambling.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on from that, we'll go to uh, a couple of rumors that have been running around. Just to get your your take on them, uh, the rumors basically have been going around. There's a there's a few. Uh, Dvorak and Drouin are on the on the block, and there's some talk of should the Canadians go for the second overall pick as well. So, but we'll start with we'll start with Dvorak. What do you think?
1: What, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. If he's on the block, I guess you definitely wanna see what sort of value you can get back. Um, because I think he's got three years after this one, like three years, I guess, left. He could stay, but I mean, I highly doubt he's in the long term plans after three years. And I'm not so sure this team even knows where they'll be in the next three, right? They could turn it around quick or it could be a bit of a, you know, I don't wanna say slow build because I don't think it's gonna take long, but you know, two to three years. You know, they probably want to get someone who's going to be in there, especially they're drafted first. So I would assume it's going to be Shane Wright, and he'll probably slot into the lineup right away. I would assume. So you know, you got Paling and Jake Evans that potentially could be part of your future down the middle. Um, so yeah, that makes sense to me that Dvorak would be on the block. He he also was traded to Montreal not by choice so maybe he's not super interested in hanging around either so yeah I'm not sure what are your what are your thoughts
0: well he's got his no move uh, his no trade clause that kicks in after the I think July 1st of this year
1: so oh, okay. if
0: they can get him gone before the the draft I think is it July 1st I don't know if they pushed it back or not where they have to wait until free agency starts on the 13th of July
1: not oh, okay. 100%
0: sure there but his no, he's got a modified no trade that's going to kick in, so I can see why they're, they're shopping him around. The issue for me is if the plan is to bring right in and you want him supported, so you have Suzuki above him, Dvorak beneath him would be perfect that way you he can give, be. yeah, that way you yeah. can give uh right all the offensive starts he can get, and you don't have to worry about faceoffs because Dvorak is a 56 57 face off guy. Yeah. So you have a little bit of support there. I don't see the same kind of support if Dvorak were traded and you're putting Paling or Evans into that spot. Yeah. If if the plan is to draft Wright or even Cooley and let them simmer for another year before they join the team, then, yeah, who cares if he goes? It's about the return at that point.
1: Yeah yeah that totally makes sense to me because you definitely don't want these guys the young kids thrown to the wolves right away and especially if you're one c is nick suzuki already at 22 or whatever how how old he is 23 almost then yeah you're definitely going to want you know someone in front or right behind an 18 year old shane Wright or whatever if he if he makes a team so that makes that makes total sense too but you know i didn't know about the um the no trade clause click kicking in or no movement clause kicking in so yeah you don't you, you just have to you have to figure out what he's worth figure out what you can get especially if you're wanting to get like you've said maybe uh the number two overall pick too. you you'd be giving up likely a roster player or some kind of a package that would include a roster player that would be in uh, that would be valuable to a team looking to compete right away and Devorah can be that for somebody if they've got the right pieces down the middle
0: yeah yeah i think so i think so but now like with number two um they're they're looking at a list of players they're going to be impact player in return so does Devorex fit that bill i don't think so for the canadians i mean anderson might depending on Mm. what else you add to him um but what I've been told and I just did a poll today on that somebody angrily commented to me today about how I'm an idiot and I should be fired and it's (laughs) Caulfield or nothing. (laughs) And it's gotta be Caulfield and a first, not, not the first for Calgary next year's Montreal Canadians first to get number two.
1: Oh my God. Oh, that doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah. So I asked, uh, i asked twitter to weigh in
1: that's rough.
0: yeah five percent said people
1: over sorry go ahead
0: no 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 you're you're stuck at
1: uh i stuttered yeah no i was gonna say people overvalue picks especially once the draft is approaching everyone's like yeah i want every pick i want top three picks it's just they're not you don't give up caulfield and uh Potential lottery pick for like come on. Anyway,
0: <laughs> now if this was next year's draft and they're they're number two, or yeah, if they're number two, maybe maybe you do it because Mitchkov's there. Maybe, yeah, I would I would entertain that. But if it's before the lottery and you're not sure if you're going to get one or not, I I'd say no, because with yeah. Caulfield you know what you're going to be getting. Yeah. And you're better off holding on to that and then adding to them with what you you Montreal's got one and probably going to have a top 10 next year. So you got more on the team at that point with high end stuff. Now I asked Twitter to weigh in on this and 5% said, yes, absolutely. I would trade Caulfield for that second overall, but uh, 95% of 736 votes said not a fucking chance
1: yeah yeah no
0: so that that leaves and petrie anderson those are the only other players i can think that new jersey would even want
1: yeah petrie would definitely make sense for sure and i think he would hold that value despite his the season that he just had i really i do like like you know i'm not overly enthused about how petrie handled this season you know like just disappearing and then blaming it on the coach but like because he's not that bad of a defenseman he's a incredibly good defenseman on the right side he physical moves a puck has the shot on the power play so i could see him holding that value maybe you have to add on to that um i just don't want to i I just don't want to entertain the idea of trading josh anderson whatsoever you know especially with suzuki and caulfield as young as they are as small as they are you know and what anderson can bring on a very fair market value contract. I don't get why anyone says that's a bad contract, to be honest. So I think he should be with the team for the long-term because um, you don't find those players too much. So, yeah. So I would, you know, if Petrie, yeah, sure. Uh, and Dvorak, you know, he def- maybe he wouldn't hold enough to get a second overall or, or whatnot, but, you know, you could add to it. You know, again, Montreal has so many picks and prospects that they could, potentially add. But uh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not so sure that's gonna happen. We hear these rumors yep. and stuff come up. It's it'll just New Jersey will probably make the pick.
0: Well seeing as how it's it, the last time a team had one and two overall back to back was in 1969. I'm gonna say it's probably not gonna happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs>
0: um but Petrie going to New Jersey does make sense in yeah. my opinion as well. But more for say a Pavel Zaka
1: yeah yeah
0: because if they're they've got alex holtz coming up uh who played um, extremely well in the ahl this year so he's going to be due to for a promotion if they do pick slavkovsky then he can slot in on the left wing as well and that leaves zaka out of the uh the picture because yeah new jersey set up the middle
1: yeah and that that'd be another uh you know depending on what you do with devorak whether if you trade him and try and cash in or um like, Zaka's another two-way, good face-off guy, veteran, you know, been around the league. So, uh, someone who you'd like to be, you know, in the depth chart with your young center. So, that that would make sense, especially if you're trying to figure out something to do with Petrie, which it seems like they're going to have to do. So Yeah.
0: Or, or if you do bring in Zaka, but you don't trade Devorak, you can move Zaka to the left wing. And I think yeah. he would be a good fit with Suzuki and Caulfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He could be, you know, a bit of a Lekkonen replacement in a way, you know, that responsible five on five play. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Lekkonen, uh, I noticed that he now has as many goals as Austin Matthews in the playoffs.
1: Got to love it. Got to love it. In just as many games. Oh, 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 there you go. A playoff player. I mean, Colorado, that was an incredibly smart deal for them. They gave up a lot, but that's because Lekkonen is a sure bet in the playoffs. Uh, he's exactly what a team like a team that's in the playoffs needs and it's a, a, a big reason why the avs struggled in the past in the playoffs cuz they had all the skill they just didn't have that depth and to to have lekonen slide in with you know mckinnon rantanen kadri you know and all the like, landis Cog, you just get that Perfect, you know, all situations player who can also score some goals, and he seems to, you know, love playing in the playoffs. So those are the types of guys you you need, and they gave up a lot for him. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think it was a great trade for both teams. And I'm not going to be surprised when the ABS lock up Leckin in long term.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, he's the perfect fit for what they what they have planned. He he's not the big bruising kind of winger. He is more of a gritty grind it out kind of guy who can yep. take the penalty kill time away from guys like Landis Gog to give them more yep. time to rest and focus on offense. Yep. while he gives he gives a little bit of offense in that 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 middle six. So he yeah, he's a perfect fit for them. Yep. And he won't be
1: expensive. No, he won't be. And he's you know again again one of these guys that uh you know just like the just like Tampa has with guys like Ross Colton and all that, you know, uh just north-south four checker and they just win battles and you need that because you need someone to you don't, like you just said you don't want landis cog and mckinnon and Ranton necessarily having to battle all night win those pucks he can let can do it and distribute it so yeah i love i love that deal for colorado and i love seeing Lekin and enjoying his time in colorado i'd love to see him raise a cup that'd be super cool
0: that would be nice it would be really nice to see him do that and in for the Canadians in return, getting, getting that pick was, you know, you th- most people would have thought a second round pick would have been enough, but then you throw in Justin Barron on top of that. And it's a home run for the Canadians as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would, I would think Barron would have been enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Holy, and then you get the pick on top. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: I mean the trade deadline, Hughes, Hughes really, really did well. You look back now Justin Barron, who's going to become a top four defenseman probably by next year. And that second round pick that they can use to trade up or whatever. Uh, then, then the Chirot deal. Oh my God. The Chirot
1: deal. <laughs> yeah. Picking yeah. up
0: a first and a prospect. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. And it didn't really work out for Florida. So they're, I'm sure they're kicking their ass for that. And uh, you know, who knows what happens. Next year for Florida, you know, I don't want to wish injury on anybody. I would never do that. But, you know, it's not of the realm of possibility that for some reason or another, they happen to just miss the playoffs. You never know. It's happened to teams before. And if we end up getting an extra lotto pick, even if it's for 2% for Connor Bernard, I will take it.
0: <laughs> well, even if it ends up being 15th, that's yeah. still, still that's a hell of a yeah. deal.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: And- And now, now the, uh, now Hughes can actually go out, sign Sherrod back to a one-year deal and trade him again for another first.
1: There you go. The value (laughs) has been set and Sherrod would probably come back to be honest.
0: (laughs) He might, he might.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think, I don't think they have a need, but Hey, you never know. Yeah. Uh, now that, that brings us to drawing. Um, he, who's constantly on the trade block. The, The guy doesn't seem to be catching a break either. Um, it would be nice to see him get a change of scenery, but I, I think he would benefit from playing under St. Louis.
1: Yeah, I think he would too. But then at the same time, like he's a UF. this is his last year, right? He's, and then he's a UFA. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, well, like, would he even want to come back if we even want him to come back? So it's like, you know, maybe, maybe him playing under St. Louis for, you know, three months makes his trade value skyrocket. Yeah. Um, Just because I like I agree with you. I think I don't know. I'd love to see the guy get a fresh start, play somewhere where, you know, it's a little bit quieter and he's not the hometown kid. He's not, you know, he can just get away from the expectations of being an 80, 90 point player and maybe just keep moving along in his career as a 50, potentially 60 point guy. But yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what we get unless he goes off unless he goes off under St. Louis.
0: Yeah, right now I don't think you get very much. The best case scenario is he steps in, he becomes a he's putting up his fifty point, sixty point pace like he did before Saint Louis showed up. Maybe up that to about a seventy point pace. If he gets to that by trade deadline, I know Hughes would trade him because, like you said, I don't expect him to resign.
1: Yeah, and he's got, he, he'll also have to stay healthy most of the season for anyone to want to give up anything for him. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I feel bad for the guy. He's, Oh God, he had so much talent and potential coming into the league and one reason or another, it just hasn't really panned out to the extent that many thought. And I think justifiably thought his junior career was insane. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. yeah, So anyway, but still, you know, a 50 to 60 point guy in the NHL is still a good, good player. He'll even if he doesn't get traded and he finishes out his year and we lose him for nothing. It is what it is. He'll, he'll sign somewhere and he'll end up playing Fairly good hockey somewhere, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see Hughes letting it, letting him play past the deadline on the Canadians. I just, I have a hard time seeing that.
1: Retain, retain half of it and just take what you can get.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if he can get half of what Chirot's, uh what he got for Sherrod, I think we'd be okay.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Another first round pick, sure. Yeah, thanks.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's put that <laughs> in the pocket right quick. Yeah yeah
0: and that brings me that brings me to the draft so this year the drafts in montreal i'm going are you going
1: oh i'd love to make it work it's middle of july right like the the sixth and seventh yeah sixth and seventh yeah we'll see i i really want to make it work if i do i'll be just jumping in my car and driving all the way from (laughs) oh you're muted I uh, just got a call. Um, yeah, if I do, I'll be driving all the way from Nova Scotia to Montreal. So we'll we'll see. I'd love to, but I mean, what better year for us to have the first overall pick and like another thirteen after that than for it to be a draft in Montreal? So crowd's going to be insane.
0: <clears throat> oh yeah, no, I expect some fireworks. Probably some trading up. There's going to be some a couple of names moving on the floor. It, it's going to be fun to watch, and it's in Montreal. I've been to a lot of these drafts. There's always a good time to be had at these things, but Montreal tends to be a different animal when it comes to these things. It's always a heightened
1: experience. Yeah. I love Montreal. I love the city.
0: It's probably my favorite city in the world.
1: Really? And you've been around. I can say it's my, I've only been in Canada and the States. I can say it's my favorite city in North America. So, but yeah, it's, I love it.
0: Yeah. Anything you want, it's there. And when it comes to hockey, you know it's going to be a party especially for this so
1: the first overall pick as much I was just going to say like as much as I want to go to see the like the draft and the picks and the whoever we draft first overall likely Shane Wright but as much as I want to see all that I think it'd just be super cool to like hang out with you guys hang out with you know the old Balotage guys and whoever else from the Habs community that we can you know hang out with and party with and whatever. I think that'd be like almost even better just to be able to get together with all these, you know, well-known or, you know, just everyone, our viewers, all that. So anyway, we'll all see. I'd love to do it. Yeah. Well,
0: it, it would definitely be fun. And especially now with the pandemic coming to an end and we've been cooped up for so long, having this, it's it's kind of a carnival. I'm expecting yeah. a carnival atmosphere. It should be a good time. We've already booked the bar, the bar for the post-draft party. So
1: oh nice
0: <laughs> so we're nice. all set we're all Sweet. Set. so that brings us to the pick and grant mccag i mean to put it out there just to you know be up front i do work with recruits I, I write for them sometimes and like as a freelance so i talk to grant all the time
1: yeah i've had him on my on my uh, yeah youtube channel too
0: yeah i, I like it, Grant. he's
1: a good guy he's good shit
0: Yeah. He tends to really rile up the fan base at times though.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I've done that a bit too. I know, like, I think people like the Twitter sphere is just people just take things way too seriously. And, you know, as much as, you know, Grant is, you know, having a good time dismissing Wright and hyping up Slavkovsky, I'm sure there's a bit of it that he's like, I mean, I don't want to talk for him, but sure. There's a, probably a bit of it where he's just kind of like, you know going full tilt like he's on purpose like just to, you know yeah. or maybe he just seriously believes that Slavkovsky could be should be first I don't know but yeah no he does yeah. seriously yeah.
0: believe he should be first
1: yeah everyone's entitled to an opinion and who knows maybe we'll see four years from now that he was right you never know
0: maybe I mean he did call the KK pick but at the same time
1: didn't I mean yeah I,
0: I personally I wanted Kachuk mm-hmm Myself. But then I saw that they, you know, they were leaning towards KK. I'm like, yeah, whatever.
1: I was a, a Hughes guy. Too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now in this draft, he's pushing Slavkowski, the big winger, but there's a couple of centermen ahead of him. In my opinion, I think it's really going to come down to right or Cooley.
1: Yeah. So do I actually, I, I thought maybe even just because of the Kent Hughes connection and being so dialed in with the NCAA that maybe they'd end up just you know going with Logan Cooley and you know I mean the states have been exporting uh just incredible hockey players incredible hockey players the last five to ten years so I really don't think it'd be a stretch for Cooley to come up and steal first unless you know Shane Wright is that good and is the guy who is apparently leaving points on the table so he can work on his professional game even though he's still in the juniors you know what i mean
0: yeah and i think that's what's going to end up making him the pick i i i think it's going to be right yeah but uh if you're comp- I, I really do think it's gonna be a centerman though and i think Cooley's really the only one that's going to challenge for that spot so you kind of look at the two uh, how the two play Cooley's probably going to get more points but right is going to be the better defensive player So do you give up, say, 10 points a year for a better defensive outcome so you have a better goal differential? Or do you want that flash, more flashy player?
1: Well, I mean, geez, we've got Nick Suzuki, who is going to be an incredible two-way player, probably in Selkie talks within the next five years, by putting up a ton of points and being an incredible shutdown guy. So maybe it would make sense to get the you know, flashy elite offensive centerman, you know? I mean, this is a first overall pick. I don't want to come away from this not having the absolute best player in the draft. We've seen it too much as Habs fans picking in the top three and then we don't get the right guy. This is a one like it has to be like they need they have to nail it like no excuses, even though they're new management and all that stuff. Like you just can't botch it. You just can't botch a pick like this. And if they go with Shane Wright as a, you know, sorry to rant, but like, you know, we need the more defensive, you know, style of player. Oh my God. Like we just heard that too much. Like all the, as much as I love Bergevin and how he built the team and believed in what he was building the whole time, that was all we heard. You you had to be two way player. You had to be a two way player. And the league isn't changing as much as people suggest it is, but it is changing a bit where you need to have these like next level elite offensive minds on your team so we'll see it's a good position to be in but I just really hope we nail this pick
0: yeah no they they have to get this right and another reason why I think they're going to get it right by picking right (laughs) is uh, Shane Wright is a zone exit and entry darling you look up the advanced stats and the Canadians now with a new advanced you know a new analytics community being built in They'll, they'll see that his zone exits and entries, uh, controlled zone exits and entries, are extremely high percentage. Yeah, He's one of the top players in the OHL for that. And that's that's kind of the style of hockey that Gordon and Hughes want the Canadians to go towards. So maybe he doesn't put up as many points, but he could be creating more offense.
1: Right, right. I see what you mean. So uh,
0: That it's all these little things like that, that I I keep pushing me to say that they're going to go for right. Even if my personal pick would probably be like you, I want the offense because Suzuki's there. I would like to have more offense.
1: Right. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting August, you know, late August uh, after we've made our picks. You know, and we know who we picked first and we know where Cooley went and Slavkovsky went because you're going to see these guys in the World Juniors. Like, just think of the the drama and the yeah. the back and forths that are going to happen if Logan Cooley happens to light up the tournament like Trevor Zegers did and Shane Wright's like, uh, struggles like Suzuki did. Who knows, right? But that's, I mean, that's a good example. Suzuki, uh, who struggled at the World Juniors and now he's clearly, uh, you know, superstar level, you know, NHL player coming up. So yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it plays out and then to watch how the fans react when we get to look at these guys, once they belong to somebody.
0: And it could be even worse if they do, uh, whoever they pick, they send them back to junior NCAA or wherever they send them to. There's a second world juniors being held in Halifax.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Only a few months later. That's going to be sick. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I cannot wait to be going to those games.
1: Yeah, it's been, you know what, it's been a pretty awesome, you know, year or so, year, year and a half to be a Habs fan from Nova Scotia. I mean, you got, you know, Justin Barron, at you know, joining the Montreal Canadiens, you know, the Moose, you know had a fairly respectable little playoff run there, but um, to get the, the World Juniors too, after we as Habs fans saw a playoff run not that long ago as well, uh, to host the World Juniors in Halifax, you know, first time since 03, like, well, because the final will be here, right? And yeah. I doubt they'll have the final in Moncton. So, yeah, yeah so, yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna, I, I hope I can get my hands on tickets. I know we'll be able to get my hands on a few, but yeah. to be able to be in the ring for that final game at the Metro Center will be, amazing
0: oh oh yeah you know it's going to be Canada I just in my heart I know it's going to be them and they're winning gold it's happening
1: it's it's going to happen yeah the rest of the
0: world should just stay the fuck home
1: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah, Caden Gooley too that's another one he'll be playing this summer so I mean maybe yeah yeah oh yeah because he's injured right nope no
0: no he might play he might just go to camp
1: OK, geez, I really hope we see some full rosters. And the other thing, too, uh, because the rosters might change, hopefully Joshua uh, Rock can sneak onto this Canada roster after the season he just had, because I think he got yeah. cut for the tournament and he probably should have been there. The dude's incredible. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to see how that plays out, too.
0: Well, his Sherbrooke Phoenix are getting lit up right now by uh, Charlottetown. Ooh. Yeah, sounds
1: good.
0: Yeah, I think Charlottetown's probably going to end up winning the Presidents Cup in in the queue. Uh, But on your your point about being a Habs fan on the East Coast, you forgot one thing: Riley Kidney.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Now joining Laval. That's right. Yeah.
0: This kid's going to be something else. I I mean I've I've watched him play. I've I've coached hockey camps with him in it. This kid's something else.
1: Is he? Yeah, I went to oh. see. Uh, I think twice this year. I went to see him in Halifax, and both times they lit up. They lit up the Moose like it was over by midway through the second, like seven to one. Like, <laughs> and he had a ton of points. We well,
0: had yeah. that. Uh, what was it? A five point night in the playoffs against the Moose. Yeah, I think it was game. Oh four.
1: yeah, that yeah that too. Yeah, man has has he played his first game with the Laval yet?
0: No. No, he no. he didn't dress for tonight's game.
1: Okay. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he plays in the pros. Definitely, and if he gets yeah. an opportunity.
0: This is this is a chance because he's going to have to go back to junior unless he makes the NHL next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which so yeah, it has it has been uh, seriously like like I just love the. You know we've we've had our ups and downs. We've had a few bad seasons here and there, but you know, generally it's been a really awesome couple of years. Especially when you think about the prospects as well, and then the the World Juniors coming to Halifax, and we get to, you know, hopefully see the future, you know, elite superstar uh, uh, Montreal Canadian Connor Bernard play <laughs> at the uh, at the World Juniors uh, at Christmas, the next one, right? Um, That's right. Actually, no, he'll be on this one too. yeah yeah both of them yeah so yeah i mean geez yeah it's it's uh it's gonna be awesome
0: so that pretty much covers everything i wanted to bring up was there any any final thoughts you wanted to share
1: (sighs) You know what? No, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's our downtime right now. We've been eliminated. We're just waiting for this draft, waiting for some, you know, maybe some action on the the trade floor. Uh, hopefully we'll see Marty St. Louis get that contract extension any day here now, any minute here now. Curious how long he'll get locked up for. Um, but yeah, the future's bright in Montreal big time next year. I don't know what to expect, but there is so much talent coming in. Like so, so, so much talent coming in. I think give it, definitely less than 5 years but maybe you know within 3 we'll be one of the better teams i i'm thinking in the atlantic and i'd really like there's just so much talent coming up and uh with the improvements to the developmental department and we've got an analytics you know aspect to the, the franchise now so they're they're doing the right things they're doing the right things and i love to see it
0: yeah i, I- I think was it Darren Dreger this morning mentioned it should be happening soon with uh, St. Louis
1: St. Louis. Yeah.
0: And and I expect a three-year deal.
1: Yeah. It makes sense.
0: And I think you're right. I think the Canadians are looking in the next probably three years becoming one of the better teams because Tampa Bay is going to have to start uh, winding down soon. Their windows close. are going to close by then. Um, Yeah. Florida. We don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. Uh, Austin Matthews is going to be signing with the Phoenix coyotes here pretty soon. So, you know, yeah. the Leafs are going to get blown up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And even if it's not Arizona, he, I oh, shit, dropped my phone. Uh, even if it's not with Arizona, he, uh, I got way too excited hearing that about Matthews leaving Toronto. Uh, even if it's not the coyotes he's leaving, I just can't see him, him staying, but, uh, yeah. So we got to figure out the goaltending with price, but it's good to see Cade Primo going absolutely off right now for Laval. Um so that's that's good but i mean our you know defense prospect pool is stacked on with the left Gouley, side. Mayu. Yeah. Yeah, well even with Barron and and uh who am i forgetting? There's another one on the right side. Justin Barron and uh anyway. Uh, but there's a ton. Ghouli, Roman, Oh, Mayu, Logan Mayu. He's a righty. So yeah. It's just that. So you got all these defensive prospects coming that have, you know, serious potential. A Few of them may not pan out. You know, I think of Jordan Harris and Struble too. And uh, then just that forward. I mean, it's just gonna be endless with the the skill that comes in with uh, on top of what we've got with Suzuki and um, and Caulfield and Loki. I love Jake Evans. I think he's going to have a really good NHL career. I'm curious what he what his ceiling is. I, I'm not sure he's done improving, just like Phil Deneau wasn't four years ago. So, you know, in Sean Farrell to that group and Joshua uh, Raw and Shane Wright or Cooley. And and uh, yeah, they're going to be rolling, man. They are going to be rolling in a few years.
0: Yeah, and then you got next year's two first-round picks again. So,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. you know... <laughs> like- yeah. It's going to just come in waves here. And then some of these guys are already lo- ready to graduate. Like Jesse alone and could be a part of the team next year too. And that's just another guy with high skill that, you know, we add to our group. So.
0: Yeah. I fully expect him and probably maybe even uh coming up.
1: Yes. Yes. RHP. he, was another guy incredible junior career hard worker always like one of the best players on the ice out there and now he's showing it again with with laval and you love seeing them getting the the playoff experience too that's so valuable so i love that you call him out love that player
0: oh yeah and i'm just going to look it up right now because as we're recording laval is in a game and it's an elimination game if they win tonight they move on to the eastern conference finals Oh, and they just scored four goals without reply to take a 4-2 lead after two periods.
1: There you go. You got to love it. You got to oh, love yeah. it.
0: They were down 2 yeah. nothing. They said, you know what? Fuck you. We're scoring. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, we see maybe a Calder for them. Calder Cup here for them in the AHL. Never know. Lock on wood. Don't want to jinx it. But uh, Primo's the hot goalie right now. And that seems to be one of the key ways to win a trophy. So...
0: And this is the deepest a Montreal Canadiens affiliate has gone in the AHL playoffs since price led them to a Calder cup in 2009.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love it. And I mean, they,
0: 2007,
1: right. And they should have been in the playoffs last year, but the AHL didn't have playoffs. So it's, it's yeah. just good to see that this team finally, they earned it last year. Didn't get to play. Now they've earned it. And they're, they're not, you know, wasting their opportunity, just like, you know, they're, Older, you know, upper affiliate did last playoffs. You you just can't waste these opportunities once you're in. So, yeah, and it's definitely can't understate. It's you know, incredibly reassuring that Caden Primo is putting up the numbers that he is right now after the season that he had. Like I wouldn't judge him on the season that he had because of especially his NHL numbers. But I'm sure that killed his confidence for for Laval too, right? But you know I heard I don't know if this is true. I heard this through the grapevine that Jake Allen maybe took him aside and gave him some words of wisdom. And yeah. uh so yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, so like what an absolute stud Jake Allen's been, a professional for our franchise ever since he was brought in. So well, he's yeah, a maritimer. So, oh yeah, yeah, see. Uh yeah, so yeah, love to see it all. I can't wait to see what this team does in the near future. And I love watching executives do their thing, build their teams, you know, maneuver, make moves. So, you know, even before we're a great hockey team, again, we get, we get to uh, see how it all comes together. So.
0: Well, just to uh, to raise everybody's hopes before we sign off, um, Jeff Gorton basically rebuilt the New York Rangers. Now a couple of little tweaks were made by Drury and they are now two games away from conference finals. So, and that's only, three years after they started the rebuild
1: four. yeah yeah pretty impressive and it's you know who would have thought that one executive would play a hand in you know two original six franchise two original six franchises moving away from their franchise goaltender he did it with Lundquist and now he's doing it again with with Carey Price I mean geez that's uh tall task for that guy, but he, he did well in New York and hopefully he does well for us.
0: That's the hope. Um, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, it's great that you're able to come on the show and we can chit chat about hockey again. It's, you know, not having your, uh, you on the channel every week. It's, you know, it, I, I miss it.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate that, especially coming from you, like you and uh, I've told you this before, but you and Treg were, you know, two of the originals that before I knew you guys motivated me to start my own thing because I listened to your guys' Habs Unfiltered podcast way, way back, like years ago. So before I started my channel. So uh, it it means a lot hearing that uh, come from you. And I put up that goodbye video um on youtube and like it's been unbelievable all the comments and stuff people have left for me like saying they'll, they'll uh they'll miss it and everything and you know it's it's definitely a goodbye for now i'm gonna figure things out and eventually when t- you know time opens up and i can execute the type of content that i i feel i'm capable of then i'll i'll do that but i just like i said in my in my goodbye i just i can't fathom getting in front of a camera and bullshitting and sounding like i didn't thoroughly research what i'm talking about before i did it and that's really what i don't have time for is all that research all that theorizing in my head right so but Yeah. Anyway, I really appreciate that, Blaine. I I love coming to chat with you guys and I love what you guys are doing and how consistent you guys are. That's another, um, you know, something I look up to you guys for your guys' consistency is unbelievable. And I think you've been, you know, Traig and and Matt are great, but you're a rock when it comes to the consistency of Habs unfiltered. So um, yeah. uh, And your guys writing too. I can't say enough good things. So I appreciate it.
0: No, I I appreciate that as well. Uh, This has just turned into a giant uh, tug fest. So,
1: yeah, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> get the porn I, I really, music going in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, is that the end of Pornhub there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, no, I thank you very much for coming on. And it's an open invitation. You're always welcome to come back. So,
1: thank anytime. you so much, man. Thank you. And,
0: and for our listeners, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening and interacting and sending in comments, uh, even the hate mail. I appreciate it. Yep. I can tell when it's a Leaf fan because, you know, we can tell. It, it, all the words are misspelt. Uh, it just looks like somebody with a shaved head and a goatee would have written. So, you know, Lee fan. Um, but yeah, thank you to all the listeners. And remember, if you're talking about it, so are we. Be sure to go to HabsUnfiltered.net to check out all the great giveaways, all the great sponsors, all the promo codes for each sponsor to save you money on amazing products.